hear how we describe. No. Welcome to Blossom Buddies. Hello this is a- <laughs> and welcome to Blossom Buddies. We took a week off last week because Craig here has, has moved. Yeah, I still moving. We're temporarily moved into the in-laws place and I don't know where all my equipment is. So I have my microphone, but I don't have headphones that plug into my eight-year-old computer. I have some USB-C headphones right here, but this computer does not have USB-C. So those are useless to me. Uh, So I'm using my work headset. It's a Jabra 370. Uh, So write a comment uh, below or above and let me know how the sound quality is on the Jabra 370 headset. It's and, not. Uh, you can win uh, nothing. It's not. Well, you can win a T-shirt if anybody. That's true. If anybody does anything, you're yeah. in, you're in a draw for <laughs> one of our four or five T-shirts we have left. Yeah. If you comment, you may be the only person who's commented uh, since we started this contest. I know that uh, Mike, um, not Mike Majority, who was on the podcast, Mike Frank. That's correct. Our biggest, I didn't, I didn't our want to say the last fan. name, but he's the only one who's commented on the site, but I don't think he's commented since we started our contest for a free shirt. I don't think he listens to the show that much anymore. He might. I don't know. Right. Whatever. If someone comments, maybe you get a shirt. Maybe you get probably. a shirt. Probably. You probably get a shirt unless everyone just starts commenting on mass and then we have to have a draw. Yeah. I got a few shirts made. I don't want it to sound like I got a whole bunch of shirts made because I didn't. I got exactly eight i think yeah and i just went got to them. me and my wife yeah i, I just went to you and your wife got them for the family and friends kind of situation and then we have a couple to give away and they're really nice and i really like the design just says listen to blossom buddies podcast it's pretty straightforward i also like the design of this shirt yeah i was gonna <sighs> i was gonna comment that's a great wkrp in cincinnati shirt yeah speaking of my in-laws that they got it for me for christmas two years ago that's wicked mm-hmm. it fits in everything that's knowing your audience right there yeah, I don't know how they knew I liked WKRP in Cincinnati. I'd only been with uh, their daughter for like a year and a half at that point. She probably told them that you like old sitcoms. Probably. Including Blossom, which is a podcast that we... Yeah, that's what we're here to talk about. This is a season three, episode 10 that we watched <laughs> called The Making of the President. And this episode started and I was sure it was going to be a Don Rio episode because it is not your standard Blossom episode. No. In fact, it takes the form of a news report. And I didn't write the name of the new show down, but it's with a bunch oh, of, I assume, uh, NBC reporters and journalists. The World This Morning with... Um, Keith Morrison. Keith Morrison. And it had uh, a couple other people throughout it. It had Timothy Leary. And it had yeah. David Leisure, or David Leisure from uh, Empty Nest. Yeah. And the neighbor, Charlie. Not Dreyfus. Dreyfus was the dog. Dreyfus was he, the dog. He, he did the thing with his eyebrows. This if episode you're a was video right. subscriber, you can see me doing the the Dreyfus eyebrow thing. <laughs> I like that. Those eyebrows. The episode was written dog. by George Tricker, which oh, is yeah, a great did name. Look, did you look that up? I did not look that guy up. I'm looking him up right now. He uh, he wrote and produced. He wrote 33 things. Hey, he wrote an episode of Fresh Prince, and that's pretty yeah. much the last thing he ever did. Yeah, is he still alive? Uh, I don't know. What was but the first he wrote, thing he ever did? The first thing he ever did was the Joan Rivers show in 1969. He looks like he wrote for it. Okay. Oh, he's known for, though, Welcome Back, Cotter and the okay. Van Dyke show. Oh, yeah. But he only wrote two episodes of Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, really? Yeah, Between 1976, looked, it says, yeah, 76 to 78. So I just assumed he was like staff writer. No, he wrote like one to two episodes of a whole bunch of shit. Like Joni Loves Chachi, Facts of Life, Spencer, check it out. So he just kind of drifted around. Oh, he wrote a whole bunch of uh, a show called Too Close for Comfort. 
Oh, I, I seem to recall my mom watching that when I was a kid. Silver Spoons. Oh, no. He wrote a show called Full Fries after Monsters. that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Full Fries takes place in a small shop. Dolkins lives. Uh, what? Managed by the middle-aged Stir Bur- Is this even an English show? This I didn't to- know that no, they... Re- can't be. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I didn't know that they re- rebooted the monsters in the eighties, but it was like the Brady bunch movie where they were still stuck in the sixties and they had to adjust to life in the eighties. Yeah. I saw that. It was just a movie, right? Like a TV movie. Oh, is it? I think so. It says 1987 to 1991. Oh damn. I was wrong. Oh, but going back to that show, uh, full fries, the thing he wrote after fresh Prince of Bel-Air, it is in Swedish. That's why none of this makes any sense to me. Okay. Uh, so he wrote, the last thing he did was write an episode of a Swedish uh, I assume sitcom. I stopped reading. That's weird. I wonder if all the episodes of the shows he wrote were special uh, news broadcast style episodes. Probably not. That would not, be but, really, really funny. But if that was the thing you were known for? Looking at this Monsters Today. We got to call realize... in the, the TV special. We got to call in the new specials guy because we've got an election coming up. That's true. But the Monsters, oh, that's interesting. So I looked at that Munsters uh, show, and the guy who played Eddie Munster was Jason Marsden, who played uh, Eddie Warwick Eddie on Warwick. this episode. He, also from Step by Step. And from Erie, Indiana. And oh, literally, he was, the- he was like the weird kid with the white hair on Erie, Indiana. He wasn't one of the main kids, but he was like six, seven episodes in. He was that weird uh, kid who kind of like he knew all the lore of the town. He was like, no, let me tell you about all this weird shit. And I have white hair because of, I don't remember why. I vaguely remember. Probably because he got scared. That's usually probably, yeah. That's usually that trope. Somebody gets scared and their hair goes white. And he look, he's done so much voice acting. Jason Marsden, he's still working today. Uh, I thought he was kind of like washed up and, and didn't do anything after the nineties, but nope, he's working right until uh, right now. And he's Most- been in like 200 things. Most of those nobody people from the 90s who were in like 100 sitcoms went on to do voice acting, is what it seems yeah. like. He's in a ton of stuff. He's in a bunch of Batman cartoons. He's in uh, like Star Wars video games. Yeah, yeah he's all over the place. Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So Keith Morrison is talking on uh, the news this morning or whatever it's called. And... The worst cold open possibly in the history of cold <laughs> opens. Uh-huh. Because just, you might have turned up the, the TV on. Yeah. You might have turned the TV on and thought you're not watching Blossom. Exactly. I mean, he does get to the point real quick, but it looks like a news broadcast. And he's talking about it. We're talking about how the president gets elected of whatever high school. Tyler High, where yeah. Blossom goes. This is an episode that's going to be like a documentary about a presidential election between yeah. two nobodies. It was very similar to the season two episode Rockumentary, um, yeah. but not as good, I didn't think. It was also more cohesive. I was able to write more down about it, I think, than the rockumentary one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's actual plot points instead of just a whole bunch of stuff happening. Um, this did actually kind of remind me of uh, Hillary Clinton and Trump, mm-hmm. which wouldn't happen for another almost thirty years. But yep. uh, that there was parallels I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Warwick is sort of a smooth talking sleazebag he, and he's the incumbent. Member. Yeah, and Blossom is making her whole election about being a woman. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. I mean, she doesn't come to that until about halfway through the episode. Um, I thought I've, yeah. I mean, this episode was still kind of all over the place. 
So as far as order of things happening, like she six convinced her to run for president and then she announced her candidacy in front of, uh, this was hilarious. She announced her candidacy in front of the auditorium, which had like four people in it. And then, uh, she was all blah 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 tyler hi and this guy behind six was like oh man i'm in the wrong school again (laughs) (laughs) who i did want to look up because he kind of looked like uh he could be the lead singer for um extreme i don't think he was but he does look familiar and i've got to get back to this episode uh see here is he just going to be called Uh, oh student is that him omar gooding is in this episode phil buckman yeah He was in, oh, he played additional voices in the Spider-Man 3 uh, yeah. video game. Oh, he was on an episode of Mom, which is a show I watched. And he's on Schooled, which is a show I watched. And he was in Tim and, an episode of Tim and Eric. Wow. Oh, yeah, look at that as an announcer. Oh, he was also in the Ultimate Spider-Man video game. And he was in Boston Public and a bunch of others. Oh, King of the Hill. He played a character on Boy Meets World called Gambling Dan. <laughs> Gambling Dan. I bet that's where I recognize him from, too. Gambling Dan. So uh, this... Also, Jason Marsden was in, in Boy Meets World because he was in literally everything. If this there was any is... show that we could have done this podcast about, this guy was in it. Uh, this guy or Jason Marsden? Jason Marsden, I mean. But this guy seems like he was in everything, too. Like the weird science TV show, a very Brady sequel movie. Speaking of Brady Bunch movies. He was on Seventh Heaven, but yeah, like in all these, like one Everyone was on Seventh Heaven. That's true. In all of the, he's in Forty One Things, but only as like a bit part in everything. Yeah. But he's still working. It looks like so. That's pretty good for him. Nice, good for everybody in this episode, yeah. except for Michael Stoyanov, who won't return our calls. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, part of that is because we don't have his phone number. Uh, so oh, yeah, other people enough. return our calls, but they are not Michael Stoyanov. No. Okay, so uh, uh, yeah. Blossom and Six talk about their campaign. Uh, Joey suggests, why don't you just do Russo for Prez? And then people will think, I'm running. So already we're off to a great start with Blossom. Yeah, which is one of the smartest no things to do this. Joey's ever said. It's true. I actually kind of went, hmm, that's actually, like I said out loud, hmm, that's not a bad idea, actually, because yeah. Blossom seems like, in her little world bubble, she her like she's the cooler person between her and Six. But then yeah. Six has her own group of friends, clearly, that isn't connected to Blossom. Yeah. So I think and Blossom has no friends. No, and Six comes back at one point after doing uh, whatever. It's not called market research when you're running for president. What's that called? Polls? Polling? She comes back with some, some research, and Pol- she's polling. like, yeah, um, yeah like, what? Uh, unfortunately, nobody knows who you are, which means you have low negatives. Um, yeah. So yeah, the fact that Six even had to ask around to find out that no one knew who Blossom was just shows that no one knows who Blossom is. I think she's very unpopular. And then she does a bunch of annoying shit. Yeah. her. Oh, I had a hat watch for this episode because most of her scenes in this episode, she had this this giant like gray beret that had like a yellow and black checkered ribbon around the edge of it. it was, there were a lot of hats in this episode. Were there? That's the only one I wrote down. There was that one. There was uh, Blossom, or Six has two different blossom style hats one is uh, black with pink and one is they're black with white and one is white with pink but okay. this this you know the blossom hat you can picture it in your head yeah, and yeah. Then, i think i've just stopped noticing those ones so i only and, notice if it's something that stands out as as different and then blossom at the end has a like a green and black hat that looks like 
I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a it's just like a circle around your head. Like it doesn't have a brim or anything. Just looks yep. like a cap. Maybe a, we call it a cap. Like, I don't we, know. <laughs> we could call it that. <laughs> let's 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 call it a cap. Yeah. Um uh, I wrote down so Eddie uh right off the bat, he finds out Blossom's running for president and he starts uh, a smear campaign. He's like, find out uh find out uh, about his her family and like oh you know her boyfriend Vinny right find out if they've slept together yet so it's like oh he's taking this in a well that's like direction. the that's like the third act that's like they they start out pretty clean and get dirty uh yeah so six does her first interview with the press mm-hmm. uh and they oh get, yeah that they interview get Joey was... to rap a slogan song which was kind of cool but like Joey isn't perceived as a total moron in this one he's actually helping the cause. He's, mm-hmm. You get to see how at home he's a dummy and everybody treats him like shit, but at school he's a god. He's a sports god. That's true. And a rap god. And a rap god. He he's would have us believe. Years before Eminem claimed to be a rap god. That's pretty much what Joey does, and it's not. It's not. Joey does what, you know, in like 80s movies after like every. My name is Joey, and I'm here to say Blossom is cool in a mega way. She's going to be the president of school. Everybody's cool. You'll. Yeah, his his Blossom rap was essentially the end theme song of any 80s movie that co-opted rap. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go! Yeah, or the Ghostbusters 2 rap. I so forget what it was called. Remember On Our Own by Bobby Brown? Though? That was a pretty good Ghostbusters 2 rap. Yeah, that song's amazing. Mm-hmm. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. Call the Ghostbusters and you're in control. Because we're gonna come and then they went into the Statue of Liberty and covered it with ooze, and the Statue of uh, Liberty started walking. Oh man, it was awesome. Which was definitely a metaphor for jizzing all over the inside of uh, the Statue oh, of Liberty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to watch you know that, that again. You know that Dan Aykroyd and fucking and uh, Bill Murray, uh, Egon, were sitting in a writer's room, just like giggling about that scene <laughs> while they were writing. Yeah, they were probably smoking pot and eating Twinkies. As yeah. its tradition, because of the twinkle. Uh, so this is when Six suggests that she runs on the platform of being the first woman of Tyler High to run for president. Um, yeah. Then the next bit is uh, the debate, the right? Debate. Yeah. And then basically it boils down to and Eddie being like, "I know." Well, it d- devolves into that, but first it's basically like, "I'm a great leader." Uh, I've you know, I, I'm like JFK. I'm like Papa Smurf. And I was like, what? And then, yeah, and this then, is where, uh, this is where I think, I mean, this is why I think Blossom's not popular because he's just making an offhand little joke. Yeah, I've been compared uh, to everyone from JFK to Papa Smurf and like people laugh and whatever. And then Blossom is like, I know I Papa knew, Smurf. I know Papa Smurf. And, and you know you're, no you're Papa not Smurf. like, yeah. you're no Papa Smurf. And I was just like, what is, who wrote this on paper? And people <laughs> acted out. Like, is, does Blossom believe Papa Smurf is real? Does Blossom think that everyone else thinks Papa Smurf is real? So she's like, I'm going to pretend like I know Papa Smurf. Well, just spoilers. They bring up uh, they bring up Tony's drug problems later in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I think that Blossom's on drugs if she thinks that she knows Papa Smurf. Drug watch. Blossom's on LSD all <laughs> the time. Taking acid all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she does know Papa Smurf because she's just hallucinating constantly. <laughs> also, what the fuck is donkey basketball? 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't write that down, but that thought crossed my mind. So yeah, uh, Eddie was talking about all the things that he's done for the school and his uh, previous um, run as as president. And donkey basketball was one of them, and it raised four hundred dollars for the school, but a donkey died. I'm looking up donkey basketball. The definition of being <laughs> okay. on the donkey is a leg on either side and both feet on the ground. Players are allowed to get off their donkey to retrieve a loose ball or a rebound, but the player must take their donkey with them. Players are so you play, you, you play actually by, ride on the back of. Oh my god, there's a video of it. Oh god, uh, find that link in our in the description. Send me that link, and I'll put it in the episode description. I will. Um, yeah, so it's literally basketball. You play on the back of the donkeys. Uh, a mule had died during the previous. Uh, game. Uh, yeah, so it's basically like poor man's polo, which is I think polo is what like croquet on horses. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? I don't understand. There's so much I don't understand about this debate that that Blossom seems to think Papa Smurf is real, and she's fooling anyone. Also, various it. '90s references that I didn't really follow. There was one thing I don't think I wrote it down, but they mentioned somebody, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> um. Yep. <laughs> Stay tuned for next episode of Blossom Buddies when Blossom mentions. Uh, somebody <laughs> i know as i was saying it not not giving any clear information i was like well this isn't this isn't gonna land there were a bunch of 90s references that i did get like uh they at some point mentioned how because i think so joey asked if he could be vice president and they were just like yeah joey uh we can't just take a good looking guy who doesn't know how to spell and make him vice president which was an obvious dig at dan quayle yeah and also the ross perot joke at the end Oh yeah, the Ross Perot joke. That we'll get funny. to that. That, we'll get. That's, that spoils what happens. Um, so yeah, that's so. At this point, we get the. Um, but, uh, Timothy Leary comes in at the end of the debate to do some reporting, and he starts comparing Blossom to like, if you look up into space at night and take a step back, it's even better. She's even better than that. Yeah. Like so it was, I, just I feel I don't up, know. Do you know Timothy Leary? Because no, he's. Is he like a political pundit or comedian? I guess so. I feel like maybe he was known for like his descriptive reporting. And this descriptive reporting was like so lame that it was kind of like a parody of his own reporting. Okay. It had to be because he Do it you was remember, just weird. I know the name Timothy Leary, but I know, I know, I think I'm a little bit, he would have been like something my parents would have found funny. Yeah. If you were into politics in the nineties, you'd probably know who he is. Uh, I'm going to look up Timothy. Like Leary. maybe a, maybe a 90s equivalent of like uh of like uh the t- the today show timothy leary was leary uh, was an american psychologist and writer known for a strong advocacy of psychedelic drugs oh that timothy leary oh that timothy leary okay then that description makes sense yeah so he was yeah because he did that the thing about looking at space and then oh yeah and then <laughs> the first one he mentioned was even better it was like ah, blossom shone so bright it's like when you light a whole bunch of candles at the same time and then you look at them in a mirror or through a window when it's raining <laughs> like, so it makes sense that this was the <laughs> yeah. guy who who did all that advocacy he loves acid acid He's dead. Uh, he died in 1996. That's oh, also that's what I just learned. That was four years after this. Is I, I learned what the date is uh, during this episode, so I get a good timeline on when we're at. But uh, Eddie is super sexist, as we learn, because as soon as she's like, I'm going to run on the platform of being a woman, he's like, you know what women are good for? Make you sense. know what women are good for? 
baked goods. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. You just eh? said that to the eh? whole school and they're still on your side. It seemed like Blossom was going to win, though, because then Blossom was all like, hey, listen, buddy boy, you got a lot to learn about uh, women. And, and yeah, there's we're, there's half of us. Half of us are women. And we're going to be an equal half from here on out. And you see literally the entire auditorium clapping for her at that point. Nobody's not clapping when she says that. So they think she's going to win. That's when we get the world this morning with Timothy Leary and there, some other guy who's yeah, playing. Yeah. Should I write his name down? He wasn't. A, he. Oh. I. Just, I looked him up. He's in the. He's in the list of. Um, in the cast list, but he's somebody playing somebody else. So I think he might just be a parody of. Uh, oh, another reporter. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't think it's even worth noting, really. Yeah, and then I should have written down more here, but I wrote down what blue dot was this when they had the commercials? No. So this is the. It, it turns out that it's possible they, they sneak into the office and get oh, right. Eddie's uh, file. And it turns out he slept with this teacher who was right. banging, by the way. Banging. She, looked, and- she was a model, clearly not a teacher. And they keep asking her like leading questions to be like, well, I mean, how did you not know he was a student? Yeah. You gave him an A plus. He was in your class. Oh, he was a. I thought he was an, already a teacher who was in my class to audit. And the reason I gave him an A one is because he deserved it. If you know what I mean. And then it cuts to like Joey and Tony, who are like, are hard as a rock. <laughs> Diamonds. See their pulse. Yeah. And they're and like, what's the point of the blue dot? And Joey, of course, says, "What blue dot?" Because she's got massive gazongas, as I would have said in 1992. And then it cuts back to her, and the blue dot goes away, and she winks at the camera. So all of that was pointless. But yeah, it looks it like Eddie... Thing. So this is very much like the way that it was before all of these uh, teacher-student scandals came out in the late 2000s. It was seen as very cool to get sexually molested by your teacher. It doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. if they're hot. doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact of the matter is... The fact of the matter is, is Eddie's underage, and this teacher took advantage of him. The fact of the matter is a, a different Eddie, a different Eddie named Eddie Van Halen had a song about banging teachers. And uh, I think he did a, a great dis- disservice to people who get molested by teachers. Yeah, my internet's real rough right now. I have to apologize to everybody. Uh, hold on a second. I've got to apologize to everybody who is just hearing uh, the podcast get chopped up right now because my internet connection is, is shit. Okay, maybe we can continue. I don't know. It says, I think the, the, the signal looks like it's good again. You haven't actually cut out really, though. No, but you're cutting out crazy over here. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, again, I'm at my in laws, and my, my wife was like, Yeah, my dad's into like tech and stuff. He'll probably have the best internet plan. And like maybe it was the best internet plan 15 years ago, but it's it, it has to be the cheapest plan at the moment. Nothing against my in laws. I'm grateful that they're letting me live here. Uh, but the internet is absolute trash. Why don't you just get them that sweet upgrade if you're going to be there for a couple months? I mean, that's a lot of work. That's true. You have to call Bell or whatever. We'd have to get a new modem sent out. Like, the modem is super old as well. It doesn't even have 5 gigahertz on the Wi-Fi. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, and then, I don't know, Bell might not, they might be like, oh, we have to install it, but we're not going in. I'm just like, fuck you, I work in tech, just give me the modem and I'll plug it in. You don't have to install anything. It's called plugging it into the wall. Okay, so what did, what did, what did you miss from my explanation? Um, 
Um, let's back it up. We were talking about the blue dot. Oh yeah, we were talking about uh, molestation. We talked about hot for teacher. So okay, so my point is, is that I don't think hot for te- hot for teacher is just about bo- bo- being hot for your teacher. I don't think that it implies any sexual misconduct. But it implies intention. It's the implication, Jason. But it's from the other point of view. Like it's it's. A, I think it's healthy for a student to find a teacher attractive while going through. Oh, for sure. That time in your life of uh, sexual awakening. But if a teacher is preying on children going through their sexual awakening, that's fucked. That's true. But uh, but what I mean is that the Van Halen song, from the kid's point of view, from Eddie's point of view, for example, he might have heard this like Van Halen song and be like, oh, yeah, teachers are so fucking hot. My friends are going to think I'm so cool if I fuck this teacher. Oh, spoiler alert. They do. They think it's awesome that he banged this teacher. Yeah, I mean, look at her. He, uh, that teacher never <laughs> would have banged this fifteen-year-old. No, no, never would have happened. Well, actually, he's a senior. And she, oh, right. He's so he's like 17. he's seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but still, he's like five feet tall. It's true. All of his friends that he hangs out with are all like a foot and a half taller than him. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty funny, pretty funny thing because it's the old like, of course, the guy with the small man complex is running for president. Kind of like Donald Trump. He's not. He's not short, but he's a fucking tiny his, man. Yeah. His hands are small. His penis is probably looks like a half a pinky finger. Yeah, I bet it's like um like if you took a peanut and then like broke it in half like with the shell and then taped like that half on someone's pelvis. Yeah. And then tanned it all orange. It probably looks like a tiny slug on a massive basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I just sexually harassed the president of the United States, but fuck, fuck that, that guy. guy. You know what? Let's get political for a second here. This is the political episode. This is the this is the political episode. And this is the political segment of the political episode. The United States is literally on fire right now. On fire, like worse. It, like, it, it's worse. All the major than cities are Australia being was literally on fire. This is like rioting and looting on fire. Not yeah. ca- not caused by the environment, but caused by the political environment. Yeah. That's true. Good. I like how you put that. Um, if the if the rioting goes on tonight, which is Sunday, May thirty first, at this point, then these riots will have gone on longer than the LA riots of ninety two, that were precipitated by the Rodney King beatings. Uh, I believe that's what started that, right? Because there was, yeah. I mean, there was a ton of shit that went on. Um, I think that was just the there was tension. Point. There was a lot of tension anyway, just like there is now. But that yeah. was the straw that broke the camel's back. This time, it's the tension of everybody being forced inside due to coronavirus for two months, and then it seems like the American uh, news cycle has just forgotten about coronavirus and is favoring racial tensions. And every it's just a boiling. It's just boiling over. In it's funny. Case. I was on Twitter last night looking, was reading tweets from Trump and other people. And uh, that was a mistake. But all of, like Trump supporters were so upset because Trump and Mike Pence gave some speech about like SpaceX and NASA, like launching a spaceship yesterday. And every, well, not everyone, but all the, the right are like, oh, I can't believe like, like CNN didn't cover the Trump's speech about spaceship. I was like, dude, your country is literally burning to the ground right now because Trump is doing that instead of uh, actually leading a country. Yeah. He's I'll like, tell yeah, you right now, cool. Barack Obama would not let any of this shit happen. The pandemic would not be spreading the way that it's spread. Uh, doctors would have support. Frontline workers would have support. There wouldn't be such a horrible, like the market wouldn't have crashed as hard. It would have still crashed, but you know, like 
and all Donald Trump is doing is profiting off of it. And, you know what else and I'll say? Adding only- fuel to the fire because he's a fucking mentally insufficient, dumb person. Jason, I almost said. <laughs> not only would this not happen under Obama, but I think it also wouldn't have happened under Hillary. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Hillary probably would have done a much fucking better job at leaving the country at a time like this. Like maybe, yeah, maybe um, George Lloyd would still have been killed by those cops. Probably. Probably still would have been. I don't see the president making a difference uh, ahead of time in that. But well, the, systemic racism isn't going to go away because the president. Exactly. Alive. But the <laughs> the out out what are those the I'm looking for um, fallout would be different. I think With the the country wouldn't literally be burning right now if anyone but Trump was the president. He's just like I don't know, shoot them all, call them the National Guard, let's shoot all these people. They shouldn't be looting. I've Meanwhile, the never issue seen is like it. cops shouldn't be killing black people for no reason. Unarmed black. I've people. never seen anything like the videos of. Have you seen the video of? It's like the National Guard and the military and and police. They look like a fucking kill squad going through residential neighborhoods telling people to get inside because of the curfew not I, being like could you please go inside sorry for the inconvenience we have to lock down because of the rooting they're opening fire on people out on their porches they're opening I, fire with like pellet guns I've there's video of that. it this isn't like some conspiracy shit this is i've seen it this person's on their balcony oh. they're like what's what the fuck is that I don't think the, you have to convince the, anyone that it's not conspiracy shit. We've all, we've all seen, lot, like, we were watching CNN last night, and there's just footage from New York, Philadelphia, Washington, L.A., Miami, Atlanta, Minneapolis, of course. in just squad like, cars driving into groups of people, into groups crazy. of pro- into protesters. Yeah, so then uh, Blossom and Eddie have their commercials come out. <laughs> they get their campaign commercials. We're getting. I think we're getting too far into it. I forget why I wanted to... Come back, I just think we, we can do a political after episode. show. It's just, just a Blossom Buddies on politics. It's just us shouting over a shitty internet connection about uh, <laughs> how much America sucks right now. Yeah, and I, I can't believe it. If you're American and you're listening to this, like your country fucking sucks. I think this is the reset button that needs to be pushed. It's the fall of Rome. It's the fall of the Roman Empire. I knew it was going to happen. I'm surprised it didn't happen at Ferguson, but uh, whatever. Three years later, I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that also it doesn't just get like, you know how like the U S is like, let's just open the country back up. Coronavirus can't do shit. Well, you're going to get a second wave sooner now because of that. But then all on top of that, everybody's outside protesting in large groups Mm -hmm. uh, together. And there's going to be next week. We're going to see us another, we're going to get wave two like within the month because of all this protesting. Yeah. America is looking like it's going to crumble hard and that's going to fuel the conspiracy theorists who think that China did this on purpose to take over the world. Oh, there's a bunch of false flag stuff about the coronavirus gets people's blood to rise and then you start killing people on TV, people <laughs> of color on TV. I don't want to get into yeah. it. There's a lot can, of stuff. What we can talk about are Eddie and Blossom's campaign commercials. So then Eddie kill gets a cop to kill somebody live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, not funny. Yeah, they kneel on uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother's neck, who was in this episode. Who's in this episode, Omar yeah. Gooding. Uh, no, that doesn't happen. But uh, Eddie does get David Leisure of uh, well, bef- Empty let's just Let's just rewind a little bit, because we didn't touch on the fact that Blossom co- goes starts going around to people and making promises to them. So she goes... Oh, yeah. She goes to, like, the one Indian kid in school. Surprisingly, wasn't played super racist. It was a little racist because he had some not some name that sounded made up, like Sergeev. Also, uh, but, like, his, his also, 
like his um, issue that he wants dealt with for this campaign is that there should be basmati rice in yeah. the the cafeteria. And it Blossom's like, like listen, also... you're the only Indian in the school, so I don't know if that's going to happen. He was also played like uh, it looked like he was a an American Indian who didn't have an accent, but the producer or the director was like, do the accent. You have to do the accent. Yeah. And uh, if you listen to any podcast with like brown people on it, like brown actors, they will tell you that happens all the time. They're just like, no, play more Indian. Kunal Nanjiani and uh, Aparna Nancharla, I think her name is. Nice. I can never pronounce her name right. uh, They both have that like, they're they're both trying to break. They don't have accents really. Like Kunal Nanjiani kind of does, but they for the most part don't. They they were born and raised in states, mm. and they're well, always, he was born in they, Pakistan. He, he was moved born to in Pakistan, the states. Yeah, he moved here when he was like nine, I think he said. At any rate, my my point still stands. Whenever they go for many years, they'd go to do inter, to, to to do auditions, and the people would be like, "Well, could you do the accent?" And they're like, "Well, I'm from Pakistan, not." Mm. Not I'm from Sri Lanka, not from fucking you know India, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it must be super annoying to be a brown actor going to auditions, especially if you're not like a superstar like you know Kamal is now. Yeah, and he very much has passed all that, but he's there's like th- maybe three people like brown actors that have really made it, and the rest of yeah. them still have to play terrorists on SVU. Yeah, Aziz Ansari. Kumail Nanjiani and Aparna Nanchara. Yeah. And there's that, about it. The, there's the one other guy whose name escapes me, but he's, he's racist. in, I think, Louie talking about this very thing. Like he's, or no, it was, it was Master of None. It was Master yeah. of None. Because he's like, no. oh, you, oh, you're lucky. You don't have to go do the terrorist roles anymore, but I got to put on the accent. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this the commercials is the most are political smear episode. campaigns. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Uh, both their commercials are just smear campaigns. Um, well, Eddie's talking about how Eddie brings up Tony before the smear camp before that. That's for the, the commercial, that's, right? Before the commercials, it's he brings up Tony and how uh, yeah, Blossom's brother did drugs and spent time in jail. So Blossom brings Tony into school to like defend himself, I guess. Uh, and someone, and one of the students is like, didn't Omar you spend Gooding a year like, in like yeah. fucking like passed out in some Moroccan opium den? And Tony's like, I'll have to check my records. I'll have to check my, well, no, it, that's not the way it's played. He's like, I'm going to, he's like, obviously not. I have to, I'll check my passport, but no, I don't think I was in an opium den. Also drug watch. Tony definitely did not do opium. <laughs> Why? Are you sure? He doesn't no. seem to recall. He doesn't. Uh, I thought he was being sarcastic, as in, yeah, I drank and smoked a little pot, maybe did some cocaine and lutes, but I don't think I ever went to we, Morocco. We Although there is that episode where he was in Mexico for some reason on a vacation, and he he was with, the, with that that lady. With what's her face? Oh, Leah Williams. Remini. Leah Remini, that lady yeah. from Scientology. That lady, formerly from Scientology. Leah Remini, is, the artist formerly known as a Scientologist. This is also where we find out it's October 1992. It's shortly after Halloween. It's the election time. Uh, uh, that October is, 1992 would be shortly before Halloween. You mean November. Did they say November or did they say October? I thought well, we saw October. the Halloween episode last week. Uh, yes. So assuming everything's airing in order, this would be November. But maybe things aren't airing in order. I don't think that they are. Probably not. I think that they were 
on DVD in a certain order, but you know how fucking 90 sitcoms are. Yeah, they don't care about order, really. Hence yeah. the weird up and down of Vinny's relationship with Blossom for the first few episodes of this season. They were broken up, and then they were madly in love, and then they wanted to see other people, and then they were madly in love again with no explanation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I did get our order a little bit out of whack here. So they steal the, they steal the file. Then they, uh, do the Eddie sleeping with the teacher thing. And mm-hmm. then Eddie retaliates with Vinny's, um, record. Like Vinny's, Vinny's, uh, a mobster is what yeah. he, which he's like, to. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I am from the wrong side of the tracks to be sure. But I've never but met these no people mobster. that you allege I have uh, shady blood oaths with. I think it's like Jimmy the Lip or something. <laughs> something like that. Something They're like, uh, is it not true that you have a blood oath with Jimmy the Lip? And he's like, I do not have a blood oath with Jimmy the Lip. Well, what kind of oath do you have with Jimmy the Lip? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know Jimmy the Lip. I don't know Jimmy the Lip. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I wrote, this selection is devolving. Yep. And then that's when the commercials, the smear campaign commercials come up. Yeah, who's I don't know which one went first. Eddie's uh, first, Eddie's right? first, and then Blossoms was like, yeah, people so don't Eddie, want you. Eddie know. got Empty Nest's David Leisure to come on and say vote for Eddie. Yep. That wasn't the smeary part. He he, I think he just brought up the same stuff already, right? Like Vinny and Tony, whatever. It was a non thing. Yeah. But then Blossoms upset that he had David Leisure, so they got. Uh, this is a. This is going to be my um, Blossom Hall of Fame character for the end of the episode uh, tommy newsom aka the what saxophone or trumpet player from uh the tonight show uh, the johnny he, carson era of tonight show yeah he knows ed mcmahon huh. <laughs> and he tries to say something and blossom's like i'll do the talking tommy like <laughs> she I, doesn't even respect cut. him it's a blossom deep callback because i think the tommy newsom gags from the first season I think so, or early second season. Because, yeah, Six is like, doesn't your dad know any celebrities? And then it's like, flash wipe to Tommy Newsom. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that guy who kept calling the house because he was lonely. It's because Blo- of Blossom that I know who Tommy Newsom is. Mm-hmm. And, like, you look him up, and he's a real person, and he plays himself, but he's got no picture in IMDb. I bet that the parents that were watching with kids at this time in 92 found this literally slapping their knees. Delightful. Yeah. Just the funniest thing. They probably went to work the next day and told their coworkers all about it. Remember Tommy Newsom? <laughs> Remember Johnny Carson? He was on. He was on my thirteen-year-old girl's favorite show last night, Blossom. Yeah, or thirteen-year-old boy's favorite show. Yeah, right. Boys were outside playing with GI Joes, and I was watching Blossom playing lawn darts. I was watching fucking Blossom, not stabbing Shows. people with lawn darts. That's what you did with those, right? That's yeah. how they worked. My dad had a set of lawn darts, and I was only—we were only allowed to bring them out like once a year, and I had to have extreme supervision because they're oh, yeah. highly illegal. I think, uh, like, I'm a bit older than you. I think I'm like five years older than you, uh, yeah. or four years older than you. So, like, four we years. had lawn darts at my cottage, but they were not used under supervision at all. No one ever got hurt. We were told to like be careful, make sure you know everyone's at one end before you throw anything. Uh, but yeah, no supervision. We—I could have killed each other with them, me and my sister. They're, the reason why they were banned is because I guess it's, I don't know if this is an urban legend or the truth, but a kid took one to the head and then they had to be like, oh, they go right through your skull. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't sell these at Canadian Tire. Yeah, that's the only place you could buy them, uh, even if you were in the States. And uh, yeah, they were just javelins. They were literally yeah. like they were darts that could pierce your lawn. 
So they're not going to be too good for your body either. No, they will penetrate flesh like never before. <laughs> like never before. Yeah, there's probably some <laughs> things before. There's probably things that were made to be actual weapons that pierce your flesh even better. Yeah, Swords, like a bayonet. Bayonet, knives, <laughs> uh, spears, arrows. Javelins. Did you say that already? Javelins. <laughs> Javelin catch. Isn't that an old SNL sketch? I don't, uh, I don't recall. It's from something. Possibly bizarre. Anyway, um, Blossom loses the election. Yeah, but very by a small margin. And if it wasn't for people write-in voting... Uh, for Ross Perot. I don't know if it was Ross Perot. The kid's just last name, I guess, was Perot. But he's no, no, it, it was Ross Perot. They explained it. They were like, oh, yeah, like, uh, what is his name? Keith Morrison was like, oh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie Warwick came in with uh, the full male vote. Blossom came in with the full female vote. But there was, uh, but Ross Perot got 7% write-in votes for right kids in. with large ears. Yeah. which was a little dig at Ross Perot for having he had huge years. ears. Every political, I remember very vividly political cartoons having Ross Perot with massive ears. Very he was like ears. the Bob, he was like Bob Dole before Bob Dole. Yeah. He was supposed to be the savior. He was like Bernie Sanders before Bernie Sanders, except uh, Ross Perot. He was no Sanders, but he was kind of like the these, outsider that like, yeah. People thought was going to be the savior. Like, gonna save the world politicians even bother running because they never fucking they never make it like al gore it was kind of one of those but and he made it at least into the into the main spotlight but like so did sanders well what they should be doing if they really want to official nomination fucking they went with uh he did last year uh, did he well i mean he no he wasn't nominated they never get nominated I mean, they can yeah. you can run independently. That's what Ross Perot did. Right. He was okay. never nominated for a party. He just ran on his own. Oh, um, I but I like man, like Sanders. It's too late for him now because everyone knows what he's all about. But if he really wanted to affect change in the way he says he does, like he would have just run a populist campaign, just get as many votes as you can, and then do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I know that like they keep track of how many promises you've kept or broken as kind of a measure of how good a leader you are. But, like, really, who the fuck cares? You don't get, like, impeached by not keeping your promises. You can you can promise a bunch of shit and then do whatever the fuck you want. And like, Oh, you can also just do whatever the fuck you want, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah that's right. it turns out that that's true. <laughs> Donald Trump has really broken the mold of uh, bad presidency because he's he's really put a spotlight on... Like, before, it was always like, you know, these politicians get away with all this shit. And you just kind of yeah. know it. It's not, like, it's not obvious because, the, you know... Bill Clinton, uh, George Bush, George Bush Sr., they all had this, like, front that was like, I'm this good person, right? Behind the scenes, obviously, they were disaster people. Yeah. Donald Trump doesn't put up that shield. He comes out and stumbles over his words and clearly lies and backtracks and then goes home and then tweets about all the dumb shit he's done. Yeah. It's, It's insane to see. It's crazy. Like, he should uh, yeah. have been impeached 10 times over, not one failed impeachment attempt. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Like, can you just keep impeaching if, like, it keeps failing? I mean... I guess not. You need other reasons, too. And, like, okay, I looked so, it up, like, there, there's very specific reasons that you can impeach someone. I don't think you can actually... Uh, I don't think Trump has that many going against them. Uh, probably a couple. Probably more than one. So yeah. I guess they could try again. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Like the thing is like if, you know, the Democrats control whatever the house and the Republicans control the Senate, 
or vice versa, whatever it is right now, like no one's ever getting impeached. It has to be like a Republican president and then the rest of the com- country has to be Democrat or vice versa. Because basically, like the House, like applies for impeachment, and then the Senate approves it or not. And of course, like the Republicans aren't Republicans aren't going to be like, you know what? You're right. Republicans do suck. Let's get rid of this Republican president. But the thing that is interesting that I've noticed is with, through the uh, the race riot stuff, you have people of color, white people, Republicans, and Democrats all together, sort of being like, we got to end police brutality and systemic racism, which I which is a shining light. But then you have pieces of shit coming in and rioting to riot and looting to loot, which yeah. is f- double fucked because it's disgusting. I, mean, I don't ag- agree with the rioting to riot and looting to loot, but the riot and the looting is already there. So if it just makes it worse, then I mean, like, I think, and this is like an idealistic way of looking at it, but oh, like, hey, guess what? Like, if cops didn't just commit genocide against unarmed black people, these riots wouldn't have happened. Like there's a cause for these <laughs> riots in the first place. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go like, hack along one second. All right. Well, Jason's hacking along. I'm going to keep talking uh, on my soapbox about how, uh, you know, the riots might snowball, but the riots had to be there in the first place. And uh, good. You know Let America burn. It's fucking good. Fuck that place and fuck Trump. Uh, and fuck everyone who supports Trump. If you listen to this podcast and you support Trump, fuck you, is what I say. Oh, hello, Jason. You're back. Hello. Was, sorry about that. I, uh, I was saying nothing untoward uh, about anybody while you were Yeah, here. right. You're probably talking shit about Donald Trump again. <laughs> I was. <laughs> How'd you know? I, I was also it. talking shit about Trump supporters. And I said that uh, if you're a listener to this podcast and you support Trump, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's true. If you're racist, fuck you. you. Yeah. Straight up. I know I'm not really saying anything groundbreaking there, but seriously, it's 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 time to fucking stop having that mentality that like, oh, I learned from my grandparents that therefore they were the paragon of what is right. Yep. Even your parents, the um, your parents don't know shit, and their parents knew even less. So it's true. Maybe it's time to figure it out. And you don't you don't know shit. You don't know Jack. You don't know Jack. It's a good game. Um, um yeah the, so it so was 47 this... it was 47 to 46 to 7 percent yeah. the last thing that i noticed was uh blossom has a single avocado earring on oh i, I did not notice that you didn't notice that no <laughs> you didn't notice that she had one dangling earring and it was an avocado cut in half because that, oh. i thought that was great avocados would great rise to power for another 20 years yeah no i would if i was uh the earring wearing type i would be into that but no, I'm sorry, I didn't notice. The last thing that I noted was as the news report with Keith Morrison ends, he's like, tune in uh, tomorrow night when we'll talk about the JFK assassination. And where was Arsenio? Yeah, where was said. Arsenio? So that he's implying that Arsenio time. Hall had something to do with uh, the death of JFK, I guess. When we it's all weird. know it was the CIA that killed him because he wanted to restructure. What? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the government, man. Fuck the government. Fuck Nixon, fuck Trump, fuck Hoover. I know Hoover wasn't the CIA, but from what I hear, Hoover was a bit. Fuck of a both George Bushes. Hoover, well, Hoover created the FBI, right? I know he yeah. was the first leader of the FBI, but I guess he created it and like he basically created it to be like we're just gonna put commie sympathizers away. Yeah. So fuck that. 
basically like a more civilized Gestapo. Can't wait to see what happens to America next. Oh man, five months from now when there's a full-on election going on with race riots and uh, killer hornets and uh, oh yeah, murder and hornets. coronavirus and uh, Mount uh, Yellowstone volcano might go off. Who knows? I saw, I saw a meme yesterday that was like, "What happened to the murder hornets?" And the response uh, was just, "That was a filler episode." Filler episode. I only read the <laughs> manga, so. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, like coronavirus in the states. Like, I mean, obviously it's a thing, but man, they're acting like it's the flu, and that's insane. They have the highest death rate and the highest amount of cases in the world, and China has like quadruple the amount of people, and that's where it started. Yeah, Japan has had something like eighty-three deaths, and like that country is way more packed in than the states are. Absolutely. Um, but they've all they already wore masks. That's true. You know? They are already protecting themselves. The power of the right. the power of the PPE it seems to be unmatched and unparalleled to any other prevention method of coronavirus. It's literally like mouth, like this cold seems to spread mouth to mouth. You basically yeah. have to sneeze into somebody's mouth to pass it on. It's highly yeah. contagious. Don't get me wrong. It can be in the air and stuff and on surfaces, but it seems like in grocery stores is where it's happening. Because people are sneezing into each other's mouths in grocery stores. People are doing... I was at the grocery store yesterday and some guy came up to me and was like, excuse me, can you open your mouth for a moment? And I sneezed right into it. He spit Christ. right into my nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my baby vomited in my mouth like a month ago. That was That's fun. how you got coronavirus? That's how I got coronavirus. He came out of the womb with coronavirus. He was the start of it all. Yeah. And then he puked into my mouth and I got coronavirus and then I puked out the window and everyone else in the world got coronavirus. That's how it goes. You heard it here first, folks. If I was wearing a mask when I kissed my baby and he puked, I would, no one would have coronavirus. You kiss babies? Gross. This is my baby. I don't kiss all babies. Yeah, right. You're a baby if I was, kisser. <laughs> <laughs> if I was running for president, I'd have to kiss babies, I guess. Man, I can't wait so much is going on in the states right now i can't wait to see what happens with the election like is trump like are is he still gonna have the i mean he's still gonna have supporters because they're i I made the mistake of interacting with some of them on twitter last night and they're just insane that they think everything's fine with how he's running the country but like is it gonna be a landslide is he just gonna get knocked right the fuck down because he's clearly doing a terrible job running the country and i think it's so painfully obvious that like he's doing a terrible job with coronavirus and doing a terrible job with oh his entire country being burned down by race riots yep uh i can't it, wait it a, i can't wait to see how it goes the race riots thing was like a matter of time yeah like i said i thought too. it was gonna be ferguson and then just nope just took a couple more years yeah but if like nothing because changes guy- like it's just gonna be worse next time it happened two days in a row is what happened. And, and then the, the mysterious um, death of the person here in Toronto. Mm. That could, but if that could have been, we would know for sure if Toronto police would just get fucking body cameras, which they refused to for some reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was, so anyone who's listening who doesn't know, so a woman was allegedly pushed out of her 24th floor window in Hyde Park by police. Um, and there's, from what I've heard, there's like some damning evidence but it's not like proof 
Right. Um, like I know someone be, who it could be either side of things. Cause I guess she suffered from some mental problems anyway and was, had been on suicide watch and stuff. Yeah. One thing a friend of mine mentioned, like she just lives uh, like down the block from where that happened. And she was like, I was outside when that happened. And like, I heard no sirens when someone falls out of a window to their death, you hear ambulance and police sirens. And she was like, I didn't hear anything. So that's, but, I mean, I guess sketchy. it's sketchy, but like, it's not proof that like, who knows? who knows what happened yeah like you said there's no body cams uh i'm not saying like the police are definitely innocent but it's not the same as watching someone strangle a guy with your knee for eight minutes until he's dead yeah in a place where the systemic racism is much much more deeply ingrained and uh, that happening if you look at the guy he's like posing for the camera man it's fucking one of the worst things i've ever seen yeah, and that guy has already had like something like sixteen police brutality charges brought against them. That maybe that number is high, but he's had several, um, and has been involved in several other suspicious deaths. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they they killed somebody like the next day also. Oh yeah, in Minnesota, like the, it happened again, literally 24 hours later. Oh, interesting. And then the police are doing police brutality at police brutality protests. So figure yeah. that one out. Although there was, uh, fuck, where was it? There was another place where like the police joined the protesters, and I mean there was no violence because they held up the same signs. They were like, "End police brutality." Um, let me see if I can. Uh, the worst find thing it. I saw, not the worst thing. There's been a lot of bad things for the last two days, but uh, the some New York police officers have those "can't breathe" shirts on, but yeah. for to mean the other way, or no, they said, "I can breathe." Yeah, I can breathe. Yeah, that's fucking disgusting. In Comic Sans. Yeah. At least use Impact. I don't know. Impact is almost as bad as Comic Sans. Use Wingdings. You Wingdings. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. I can't find... Uh, I've, I've scrolled a bit on my Facebook here. and I don't see... At any rate, this has been the highly political episode of Blossom Buddies. Um, it's, let's, let's I can't believe how some of these episodes leave. fall right at the right time. But yeah. this, this was uh, Kismet. Yeah, I'd like to leave everyone with uh, one question uh, for y'all to consider. Where was Arsenio? Where was Arsenio? Mm -hmm. This has been Blossom Buddies. You can find us on all social media. Just look up Blossom Buddies. We're pretty easy to find these days. Yeah, we are not Uh, selling flowers. That's the new Blossom Buddies. That's true. Then, you know what? In this time of need, go 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 buy some flowers flowers from the the other Blossom Buddies because they will take them probably to frontline workers and frontline workers need our support. Do that and uh, support uh, black businesses and support your yep. black friends. They uh, they need your emotional support right now. I would imagine. That's true. Yes, but it's exhausting. also we're white people and telling white people telling people to do things is like how we got into this mess. So. Yeah, it's not the point. But uh, do what you can. Be an ally. Listen an ally. to your your uh, black friends. If you don't have any black friends, maybe you're part of the problem. <laughs>